leave meeting. <laughs> what a power move that would be. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, how do we start? Well, you guys should start because it's your show. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Robocop was not a robot at all. And everybody was in love with Paul. What if Bigfoot joined the Colin clan? Brave little Toaster fell in love with a man. Isn't that better? So much better. Isn't that better? Better movie club. What if Mad Max's baby was half man and half shoe? And everyone attended puppet Detective Mike became a giant spider And every movie was directed by Snyder Cut This isn't really maintaining the integrity of my creative vision Snyder Snyder action Isn't that better? So much better Leah, Farley, come quick. Oh, what I, is it? What I, is it? I just found this buried in my yard. That is a human man. Yep. That's a whole body. Yeah, yeah. I, I, forget about that. Look what he's holding. Why is he naked? The, it, I mean, they're, clo- they're close next to the body, so why is he naked now? He's holding an iPod, okay. and he was listening to a podcast. What podcast? Better Movie Club. Doesn't sound good. Oh, this guy sucks. That's <laughs> awful. He rated it one star. Oh, I think that was the last thing he did before he died. He's, re- I mean, that redeems him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, this is the hero of our story. Uh, but it says, Better Movie Club is an improv podcast that talks about movies and makes them better. And I'm Austin Whiteford. <laughs> and incredibly smooth. I'm Andrew Farley. <laughs> and I'm Liam Morse. And uh, this week we have a guest, y'all. Uh, you, if you're like me, you know him from very formative years in high school from, uh, the popular sketch comedy group, Whitest Kids You Know, Timmy Williams. Hello. Welcome. How's it going, man? Oh, well, good. You know, it's, uh, it's going to take me at least a few more years to get used to people being like, yeah, I liked them in high school. And then finding out the high school is like a long time ago for that person. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Do you guys, uh, you ever heard of like the punk emo group, Hot Water Music? They're like big in the late 90s, early 2000s. So the first tour Whitest Kids went on, we were with Flogging Molly. Um, and there were some other uh, groups with them from their label, but one of the groups got sick and they had to bow out. And so this dude, Chuck Reagan, who's the lead singer of Hot Water Music, filled in. And so when I went up to him, and you know, this was 2006, so Whitest Kids, we were like 25, 26. So I went up to him, I said, I loved you guys in high school. He's like, oh man, you made me feel so old. And I was like, that's crazy. And now like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later, I'm like, Mm. oh, I'm so sorry, Chuck. (laughs) You know, now I know what it's like, you know. (laughs) It makes me feel better. I was well out of high school by the time I was watching. (laughs) I'm the old lady here. so (laughs) Me too. Me too. I was out of high school. (laughs) But I mean, we weren't even that old when we made it. We were only, let's see, 20, let's see. First season came out in 2007. I, yeah, so I was only 25 when we shot the first season, 26 when it aired. So, you know, that's on the younger-ish side for doing comedy. Mm-hmm. So whatever, that's well, boring. 
(laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Uh, Well, this week, at the request of our guest, we watched a movie with several beautiful weddings, Uh, one of them, which is in Sicily, Uh, some tips on making spaghetti sauce, and an offer you can't refuse, The Godfather. Yes. And what an offer it was. What a godfather it was. was, It was the goddess of times. It was the fatherest of times. Ever heard of it? (laughs) (laughs) A little independent film called The Godfather. (laughs) Was it at the... No, it wasn't. Okay. Wait, there's Uh, a show right now about... the, The Godfather, people like The Godfather so much that they made a show about, like signing the contract to make the godfather really people love that's what it's movie. yeah the offer that's what it's about right I it's like a new show that. that's on something i don't know my brothers okay. told me about it um yeah so did you uh what why'd you pick this movie did you grow up with this movie you big fan no i didn't grow up with this movie you know when i uh i moved we were talking before we started about how i almost moved to phoenix when i was like 19 well i didn't do that and then I uh, moved back to Watertown, South Dakota for a couple of years. And then I ended up in New York City and uh, to go to film school. And so being from South Dakota and being from a big family, there's a lot of especially R-rated stuff that I never saw. So I consumed a lot of that in my 20s. And so The Godfather is one that I, the first time I watched The Godfather, it was on VH1 being aired on VH1 around Thanksgiving weekend. And so it was edited. And every time they went to commercial, right before commercial, they would go to a celebrity talking about The Godfather, and then they go to commercial. And the the one I remember is Bon Jovi. The whole band was there. <laughs> and this is way after the hair metal days. It's like 2002, right? So it was his like uh, who says you can't go home? like real shitty or what's that? What's that big one from around then that? Uh, it's my, my life. life. That guy, yes, and <laughs> Bon Jovi, right? And it's just them sitting there. And him just smugly just going like, leave the gun, take the cannoli. It's like, yeah, cool, you know that line, you know. But uh, <laughs> like, I knew that line. I'd never seen it before. But oh, yeah. so that was my first time watching it. <laughs> and then later on, I got the, you know, I've watched it many times since then in better situations where you can hear the swearing. But uh, yeah, it's uh, but it's great. And so you know, uh, when you when Austin told me what the idea is, I was like, okay, I want to pick a. You know, we're going to make a movie better. Okay, well, let's make the best movie better. You know, and uh, my daughter was just asking me because we were watching the first Terminator and she asked out of the out of nowhere, she goes, what's the best movie? So I'm thinking in her head, like, does she think the Terminator is the best movie? Because that's a good start. <laughs> yeah. But so anyways, I, so I told her, I said, well, there is no real good answer to that. But there's some people that think they know. And so I brought up the AFI list and Godfather's always number two. And, and I told her, I said, well, the, the one that a lot of people say is Citizen Kane. She's like, what's that about? She, I, she's like, what's that about? I said, it's black and white and about a guy who makes newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, right. But like, okay, so she's 10 and I've been showing her like some of my favorite movies that are rated R, including The Matrix, Fury Road, The Terminator. So these are really, really, really good movies. And all the John Wicks, we watched all those. Uh, really good movies, all that are very exciting. And so just imagine her being told what the best movie is. It's like, it's black and white. It's about a guy that makes newspapers, which are also black and white. It's all very, you know, just like, really? That sounds great, Dad. Yeah. I 
Godfather many... would probably be a little bit hard to consume at that age too. Yeah. It moves pretty slow. I mean, it's a great yeah. movie, but yeah. like you have to have the attention span mm-hmm. for it. No, absolutely. When I talked to, uh, I was talking to the guys a few years back about what would be a good R-rated movie to start her on, and I was like, The Godfather. And Zach's like, The Godfather's gonna be boring. And I was like, Oh, you're right. So yeah. I picked The Matrix. I'm like, What's the coolest R-rated movie <laughs> I can think of? And you know, uh, she wasn't. She didn't want to start on a horror movie, so I'm like, okay, The Matrix. And, and really, when you watch The Matrix, it's like this isn't R-rated at all. It really isn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, except yeah. for the black trench coat massacre scene, it would have mm-hmm. been PG-13. And in fact, I think that's why they rated it R was because of that. So, but The Godfather is not super R-rated either, right? More, mostly language, I would think, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, violence. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. guys just recently watch it then? Yeah. Did you all? Okay, I yeah. forgot to do that. But I mean, I I know the movie. It's okay. <laughs> um. Before we talk about how to improve it, can I tell one quick weird anecdote I just remembered? Okay. Please do. Luca Brasi, when they get him in the hand, and he's uh-huh. at that bar, they get him in the hand, and then, you know, next thing they know, his buddies get the fish wrapped in the newspaper, right? So when I met the Whitest Kids, uh, Sam, Zach, and Trevor were living in these college dorms. It was this company in New York called Educational Housing Services. And so if the school you were going to didn't have dorms, you could live in the dorms provided by this place. And it was an old hotel called the St. George Hotel in Brooklyn Heights. And so I got room put into there too by the same company. And so that's how I met them. Um, They had been there for a year before me. And so when I started hanging out with them, they already knew a lot of the secrets of this building. And they knew one of the security guards who led us down to the basement to shoot a sketch. And the sketch was one way early like 2002 or maybe even 2001 still, it's terrible. I don't even know if anybody still has it um, on tape or anything, but we were able to shoot it in the bar that's in the basement of this hotel. And it's that bar that Luca Brasi gets it at. Oh, oh nice. Isn't that oh. fucking crazy? Yeah. <laughs> that's really that's cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that's our connection to the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we used... Uh, Obviously, we had come in the sketch, and but this was way before budgets, so we just had a guy who who was in the troupe at the time, but isn't anymore. Uh, he had to spit out a whole bunch, and it was just mayonnaise, just a whole bunch <laughs> of mayonnaise. <laughs> and he was like, oh, he's like, you know what? I I literally like hate mayonnaise. We're like, okay, cool. So just put like a, a half a cup of that in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> use that yeah <laughs> so what i'm hearing is the entire whitest kids series to follow is a sequel to the godfather uh, yeah basically yeah. all yeah. part of the godfather yeah. uh, cinematic universe it's like, yeah. what if the godfather had more come <laughs> i don't think i haven't seen the the newer cut of three but i don't think any of it has come in it so <laughs> well, we're here, we're here to fix that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, there you go. Well, the there basis go. for our whole podcast is right. what if every movie had a little bit more come in it? <laughs> then it'd be better. <laughs> There's a whole genre of movies that don't need it, but um, yeah. What? How old were you, like Austin Farley? How old were you guys when you first watched The Godfather? Um, uh, you see, thirty. Wait, did you watch it the first time? <laughs> oh. You're 30 right now, so you just watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I know uh, I'm on a movie podcast. Uh, <laughs> we talk about movies every week. Uh, I just had not... I, I knew of The Godfather. I had just hadn't watched it. It just sort of uh, missed me, I guess. So guess this what? Was my first viewing. That's okay. 
Thank you. <laughs> Never let people shame you for that shit. I hate that. I was going to film school. Yeah, yeah I know exactly. I'm not saying you guys did, but people do that. You know, going to film school mm-hmm. when I lived in New York, and some people are like, I can't believe you haven't seen that. It's like, dude. I mean, I live in South Dakota. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, I've never seen. I don't know what's a what's a considered a big film I've never seen, The Graduate. You know, like so there's stuff like everybody's got blind spots. Who has time to watch every movie, right? (laughs) Well, right. So that's what you keep doing until you die. Is you keep trying to watch those movies you've missed. You know, so I uh, I went to college with a guy who hadn't seen Jurassic Park, and then he watched it for the first time when they they like re released it in theaters. Oh, so he got to see it for the first time. Did it change his life? Uh, he really liked it, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jurassic Park's like my favorite movie. Yeah. yeah, so good. <laughs> I love dinosaurs. Did you get to see it in the theater? I did when I when was it like, came out? I was like nine or ten when it came okay. out. Okay. Oh, so you're about the my theater. age then. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> that came out ninety. Well, wait. I'm. I think came... I'm like a couple of years younger than you. Yeah, I'm forty-one. <laughs> I'm thirty-nine. So. Okay. <laughs> I think it came out ninety-four or something like that. Anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I'd say I was nine or ten when I watched nice. The Godfather the first time because really? my my dad had a big habit of making me watch things that I either wasn't gonna like or I was gonna like way more than I should at that age. Like and which I got was really this? In, I got really into Mash. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I liked Mash as a kid too. I don't know why, but I watched it with my parents. I remember watching the final episode, like when it happened, and uh, oh wow. That's a big deal, you know? I think I might be lying about that. When did MASH... No, I think that might be right. I think I was alive when MASH ended. Anyways, who cares? Uh, But yeah, so what did you think of The Godfather? Was it boring? Oh, I could not. Well, it's... So we talked about it before you you hopped on. It's like Mm -hmm. five vignettes, really. It's Mm -hmm. not one linear movie so i didn't right. have a plot to follow like every it would change as you're going through the movie like mm-hmm. n- oh it's... now we're following this scenario that they yeah. they're in that, yeah i can imagine that would be a hard yeah, movie to follow at that nine age. year old i'm like yeah right what's <laughs> right. happening why are they doing something else now it doesn't give a nine-year-old something to aspire to like when i watched yeah. when i showed my 10-year-old daughter the matrix well then for the next few weeks at gymnastics class she was finally learned how to do the cartwheel while grabbing something and they even had her grab like a slender tube just like a, the shotgun that he grabs you know and so like she did that and then she looks up to the parents like observation deck at me and i'm just like she knew i'd be like so happy that she did the matrix like twist with the thing you know i was like yeah she's like i did it you know but, yeah watching mash i knew i wanted to be a doctor during the korean war so right, it yeah. was like how'd that turn out for you and now uh, you did, po- now you podcast so or the dude that uh, keeps trying to get the uh, uh article whatever to get uh called crazy and th- and sent back home right yeah yeah oh yeah yeah Wait, is clinger, that clinger. Clinger. Okay, clinger yeah 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 because yeah. mash kind of rips off catch 22 right i haven't seen that and a movie that. okay sorry it's a movie about that too but the idea is that if you are trying to pretend to be crazy. The idea is that if you want to leave the war, then you're not crazy. So that's the um, catch-22. You can't actually uh, leave for claiming insanity because yeah. you wouldn't be insane to want to leave. That's interesting. Makes sense. All right, so there's a bummer. So uh, <laughs> how, do we, how do you guys normally get into this when you have someone who has focus and isn't crazy? <laughs> well, we wouldn't know because none of us have focus. So. Okay, chill. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Um, so Farley, re-watching it, what, what did you think of it? this time i i had a little bit of the same feeling where it's just like mm-hmm. i w- i wasn't i didn't really remember watch what i had seen 
at nine but right watching it now i think i would prefer it broken up a little more clearly from those situations they kind of tie together but not totally tie together like the whole wedding sequence followed by the the beheading of the horse that's one thing and then everything after that kind of ties together i uh i i felt that this movie had similar like we've watched some movies from the 70s like we watched uh the exorcist and i i think 2001 a space odyssey was mm-hmm. around that time too 68 69 um, yeah yeah but older movies just seem to have a different pacing than what we're used to now i think my classic example at this point is in the exorcist when like there there is a sequence where like weeks pass and you only get like one scene from that time and it does not indicate that this amount of time has passed Mm-hmm. somebody says something yeah and that's all yeah. you get yeah yeah people and, used to like uh pay attention to shit and yeah. also yeah. be able to sit through things <laughs> it's so hard how do they do that the, like i feel like movies nowadays they lead you by the hand a lot like oh, whereas old movies you had to like pay attention and try to pick up on subtleties yeah. that would tell the story. And I feel like Godfather is a really good example of that. I also yeah. think like just Francis Ford Coppola in general mm-hmm. likes to do that. <laughs> like yeah, the conversation. Has, like, sort of a stylation or a stylistic choice. Yeah, um, for sure. Just like putting lots of stuff in there. And it makes like also stuff really rewatchable, I think, because mm-hmm. you get new stuff every time that you watch the movie, like well, stuff that you yeah. didn't pick up on last time. And if you think about it, when they put out the, for example, the Godfather, it's like, What's the one way they could make money off a movie then? People watching it over and over. If it wasn't going to fucking Blu-ray, you know? <laughs> they were still 10 years out from a VCR. So, you know, uh, I, I feel like that's oh, what they're trying to drive people to do. I mean, Star Wars was in theaters for like a year, you know? Like people, so, so there's stuff to follow there. You know what? And I watched, rewatched the old Star Wars recently too. And there's even stuff in those that's like, they don't, they don't really spoon feed you everything. They do have the letters at the at the beginning, you know, and they do have some uh, expository dialogue. But I mean, I love seventies movies because it just feels like you're just plopped down in something, and good fucking luck, yeah. you know. Well, it's interesting storytelling. I think yeah. like the, this movie starting out with the wedding sequence and people coming to ask um, Vito for favors is like not. It's not like following a linear plot, but it does set up a lot of like who he is as a person, how mm-hmm. this world works. It doesn't like spell it out for you, but you feel like you're there and like you you are getting like a feel for like the pulse of like what is going on in this world that you're unfamiliar with. And right. I think it's really it's really cool the way that it, it's done. And following more- the, sh- the shooting of Vito, you get um, how Michael is changing because yes. of his being pushed into the world so it's like a series almost within a movie and yeah it would be a series if they made it today it would be a series it's about michael corleone falling rising falling rising falling falling rising uh, you know uh, overall three movies Mm. have you guys seen two and three then yeah okay (laughs) Mm mm-hmm um, Wait, oh, Austin. So you, this yeah. was your first time seeing it. How surprised mm-hmm. were you about everything everything that references this movie? Oh, yeah. I will say <laughs> there's like, I, I would say a good 40% of this movie I basically knew about just from pop culture <laughs> right. osmosis, right? Sure. It's like a, it's a major, major touchstone. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I sw- okay, I'll try not to do too many more tangents, but you know how <laughs> there's lots and lots and lots of jokes, especially from the 90s and early 2000s movies about kung fu movies and all the different stereotypes, people speaking, you know, with, with the bad dubbing or with mm-hmm. silly kung fu moves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There is one film, because I've, I've become a big martial arts movie guy in the last few years, and there is one film I found that has everything, and I'm like, this must be the movie that they're watching Five Elements Ninjas has like every crazy fucked up stereotype you can think of. So that's the godfather of uh, hastily made ninja movies. <laughs> as far as so would, that, would you call goes. that a recommendation? Like, oh yeah, should, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. should watch it. <laughs> yeah, there's very few movies with the ninja in the title that I would not recommend. Like Ninja Assassin isn't that good, but everything else I've seen with the word ninja, and it's like. Have you seen the three ninjas? Oh, 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 yeah. Nothing with white people starring. No, 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 no. no. So Beverly Hills Ninja's out. Oh, Beverly Hills Ninja's good. You know, I take back the white people comment once because in the 80s, they made all these white guy ninja movies. And Franco Nero, who's an Italian actor, uh, the original Django, he uh, did Enter the Ninja. And it's a pretty good, silly ninja movie. But at the end... He winks and it freeze frames. It closes in on him and just says "Revenge of the Ninja," and oh, that's no. like the best part of the movie. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, wink. he's like an extremely handsome Italian guy, right? He's just like winks and like enter the ninja. Like, okay, amazing. Not a ninja. Perfect. Uh, well, let's. They prove uh, it. One ninjas. <laughs> I'm gonna wink to camera and let's uh, enter the break. And then when we get back, we will. Enter the Godfather. I'm I'm gonna workshop that a little bit. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll be back. <laughs> uh, and we are back. Oh, and Matt. did you workshop <laughs> anything during that time? You said nope. you were going to workshop no. it. I know. Oh, I we're going to workshop it. <laughs> no, he was going to workshop oh, his right, his yeah, intro, yeah, or his I, outro. I, man, I'm embarrassing myself tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, we're just as embarrassed for you, so it's it's fine. <laughs> uh, so this movie, however good it may or may not be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always like to say that no movie is perfect. Any movie can be made better. Um, now, Timmy, so usually uh, most of our guests, I would say, have been uh, other improvisers. Uh, you are not someone who is comfortable improvising, which is totally right. cool. Yeah. Absolutely uh, not going to. Yeah. Th- thank you. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I uh, would never ask a guest to do something they don't want to. But uh I think our workaround for this, it's good. It's a new thing that we are trying. Uh, I think you are going to be the director of our new movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Like so, uh-huh. so we'll, we'll get into some scenes and you can uh, interrupt us, make some subtle changes to our choices, call action. You're, you're, you're in charge. You're the person making this movie better. Okay. Okay. So are we, so do we talk about what we're going to do first? Yeah. And yeah. then we make mm-hmm. the scene and I direct you. Okay. Well, yeah. and it's not that I, yeah, we never did. I never, I've never done improv. So when people ask me to do it, I'm terrified because 
Uh-huh. In White's Kids, we would make fun of improv. We had a sketch where we pretended to be an improv group and we opened for ourselves on stage. And that was just a way for us to say, like, fuck you, improv. But then a lot of our <laughs> friends turned out to be in improv groups and we were extremely impressed once we finally got our dumb, drunk asses to a show and watched it, you know? <laughs> so now I'm very, uh, uh, yeah, it's intimidating. But also a lot of people think what we do is improv, which is funny, like, People, I saw someone just talking around, like, oh, this is my favorite. They were saying Buckerson and Myers, which is where we, you know, played D&D and taped it for like a year. Um, There's like, this is my favorite part piece of Whitest Kids Improv. And someone asked them, what other improv did Whitest Kids do? And they never answered because it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we like, but there's people that, especially like in the Midwest, when people aren't so connected to industry or how comedy works, they, they do think like, so you guys were just kind of making that up. I'm like. No. It's like, do you think we just made up the genie sketch? Like, oh, yeah, we'll just yeah. paint this guy blue. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, we'll just all wear dresses today and, uh, oh, yeah, we'll just build this submarine. You know, no, mm-hmm. we, like, no, we, we were terrified to make stuff up. And I actually ad-libbed a line once that got uh, removed, and I was, I felt so sad because I'm like, we never ad-libbed. And I did it once, and it was funny, and then it, it got taken out. So I was like, ah. It was about a dog, actually. But, um, <laughs> well, the nice thing about improvising on a podcast is that yes. we edit this, and so right. it's yeah. like so it's it's not quite the same. It's yeah, like you, you've I got mean, a safety net still. We could, yeah, we have safety nets, and mm-hmm. um, we're all relatively new to improv. I would say myself more than anyone. I uh, my background is more in theater and sketch, so um, haven't been doing improv for very long. So we're you know cool. we're all learning, and yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll. <laughs> I'll probably – I can't not talk as you've already figured out, so I'll probably say something. <laughs> Which is perfect for a podcast, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you feel you want to jump into a scene and be a character, that is fantastic. All right. Um, I, I would definitely say this show has been our way of learning to improvise. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if you go from episode one to oh. 69, <laughs> 70, <laughs> um, it's been steps, like, just constant steps. That's towards- great. In the meantime, we've done like workshops and sure. you know classes and stuff, but yeah, always a process. So what anyway. do we start with? We we start talking about how we'd improve it. Yeah, yeah. Does okay. anybody have a change they would like to pitch? Well, as I think Leah pointed out or something, I think we should have a character who like comes in every you know. I mean, as Andrew said, uh, it does feel like in pieces, chapters, vignettes. It's based on a huge novel, so that makes sense. And so I think like at least once every section of the movie, you got to have some of me in like, oh, my God, I can't believe that uh, that you're a, a mafia, Don, and that you're having this wedding just as a front for you to talk to your guys about what kind of mafia shit you're going to do for the next next couple hours. So you're saying that there's a there's a guy that's going to yell out the plot for the millennials? Yeah, well, like a, a more modern expository, yeah. a more modern expository thing. Oh, you know what would be really funny is, you know what, I hated movies in so many do it like we just watched hellboy 2 the other night they even did it there i'm like this doesn't need that where the name they start when they go to a different scene the name of the place comes across the screen (laughs) with Mm -hmm. like the but with the typing sound you know like you know like langley virginia but not on movies i feel like all the type of movies watch any thriller from the 90s i mean mission impossible might be one of the the ones that really did it but like well and even the early 2000s the born movies every fucking michael bay movie for a while did it oh so many so that'd be really funny funny in every scene just like <laughs> the, the, uh, 
oh my god i forgot the name of the family the corleone residence you know <laughs> the wedding you know i yeah. love this idea just what the guy that's like restaurant they met well at? here we are <laughs> the, you mean the grocery store the uh like uh there's a oh there's a restaurant there's a grocery store the restaurant where I'm he thinking shoots of the, the restaurant. guys yeah 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 what was that yeah called? that'd be great she's like the bronx like whatever the name of the restaurant is yeah that's really funny Okay, so that's why they like, they like loudly tell the guy where they're going to meet, and then the camera cuts. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, I'm off to Frasetti's restaurant. Frasetti's restaurant, the Bronx. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I yeah, I love this change. Um, Timmy, is there a scene from the movie you would like to see us perform with this change enacted? Um. Well, okay, I'm trying to think of a. Uh, what one of the more the more jarring like shifts would be, I suppose. Uh, yeah, when it cuts to the the L.A. producers, uh, uh, stable when he and Tom like because because they're basically at that meeting at the wedding, and then it cuts to Tom being in L.A. at the stable with the producer, right? So I think that'd be a perfect time for that to be, and then maybe you could have a stable hand be like, oh man. This guy who's uh, representing a very shady character from New York is here to try and tell you to hire their friend. <laughs> I, w- I hope he doesn't threaten you. <laughs> I oh, hope yeah. he doesn't kill your horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would be very worried about them carrying through on threats. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just looks at the horse and looks at the camera. Uh, okay. Um, how do we want to... <laughs> Oh, so we're uh, going to go, like, change by change and do it is how you do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to cast characters in this uh, oh in this scene between the three of well, us? Well, okay, so. Casting is only important because in further scenes, if a character reappears, oh, we will play the okay. same character. So I think Andrew should be the expository guy slash horse. Yep. Or maybe I'll be the horse. Perfect. You should be the horse. <laughs> I think Leah should, Leah should be Tom, the lawyer. The, or, do you guys remember the the mafia word for the lawyer, the advisor? Uh, conciliary. Uh, conciliary. Yeah, I'm going to go And Austin, you could be the producer guy that ends up uh, having the fateful wake up. All right. And now I just oh, say action. Can, wait, something? can yeah. you remind uh, me what's the name of the guy that he's uh, the actor that he's trying to? Johnny. Johnny, some, Johnny Fontaine. Something. Johnny Fontaine. Is it Thank Johnny you. Fontaine? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Johnny Fontaine. Yep. Okay. Perfect. All right. Should have trusted Andrew. Sorry. Or whoever said that. <laughs> Never trust me. <laughs> Do I say action then? <laughs> yes. Yep. And oh wait, wait, hold on. Who's gonna? Do the 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 scene? Uh, should I do that? Should oh, yeah, I be like? Yeah, yeah, like it's like if we're reading a table read, somebody has to do that part, right? Yeah, like if you envision yeah. this as us with a script, you can you can okay. read like the um like the actions within the script and, and, oh. and, and feel free feel free to just throw in whatever. Okay, you got it. You got it. You got it. Okay, here we okay. go. And action. Do 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 do. Movie producer stable. Lost. Angeles. Kaba. Kelly. California. Tom, the consigliere, walks into the stable, and the producer named Furtzerfer meets up with him. All right, all right. What's all this about? This is a lovely stable you have here. Yeah, it is, and I'm very proud of it, and I love it. I'm here to talk to you about Johnny. Johnny? Johnny who? 
You know who I mean, Johnny Fontaine. At oh. that moment, a stable boy <laughs> walks in and just starts kind of eyeballing around. A, hey, uh, you talking about Johnny Fontaine? Johnny Fontaine. You know Johnny Fontaine's like a famous actor, right? And you were gonna cast him in your movie, but now you're not gonna cast him in your movie. That's what I'm I'll... here to talk to you about. I'll never cast Johnny Fontaine. And you know why? He's too good. He's too good of an actor. He'll make me too much money, and I'll, I won't be humble. That don't make any damn sense. It'll ruin all my movies. You... Well, the stable oh. guy starts petting a horse. Hey, don't touch that. That's worth more than your life. Uh, I, I didn't mean anything by it. I, I thought maybe this guy was going to take the head, so I just wanted to pet the horse because he would take the head because you're not letting Johnny Fontaine be in your movie who he's here to talk about. The head's the most expensive part. Don't touch that. And this here's your favorite horse? Is that what I'm getting? Of course yeah, it's my favorite horse. This is my boss's favorite horse. He doesn't let me touch it. He doesn't let me touch I his head. I don't let him touch it. That's and good to know. He'd be really upset if you took the horse's head and put it on his bed. At, you I know, like that horse uh, too much to let you touch it. That's that's good to know. That's good information for me. Not for any reason, but just because I'm sort of a learning type of person who likes to learn new things about new people. Yeah, yeah. Well, you tell your boss to stay away from my horse, and you tell Johnny he'll never be a star. Well, what about what about if we made you an offer? What kind of offer? It'd have to be an offer I couldn't refuse, or else I'd refuse it. Well, it is. It's that. Oh. Oh, I've heard. I've ac I've actually heard about this. An offer you can't refuse is when he's gonna do something really bad, like kill your horse or your wife or your kids or your family or you. Hey, kid. Oh. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have a real head for this kind of thing. <laughs> My the, horse uh, has a head The stable too. boy. The stable boy. Puts a puts a hold something behind his back, and for a second, you can see the title poke out. It says "Shooting Script: The Godfather." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, he holds out a picture of me directing this, and I'm holding a script behind my back that says "The Muppet Movie, 1979." <laughs> okay, continue. Hey, that's a good movie. What's See. a good movie? <laughs> <laughs> so there, there is a reason for that because the Muppets did the script joke. Anyway, so. That was perfect. That was really funny. So, well, but then we need to cut to the the guy waking up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can we get uh, can we get the typewriter text? Uh, the producer's oh, yeah. room. <laughs> okay, ready? Okay, uh, yep. action. Big shot. Movie. Producers. Bed. Room. Night. No. Sorry. Scratches out. Wrong time. Daytime. Morning, actually. He's just waking up. Oh shit! They killed my horse. I told you. See, I was. This is what I'm telling you. Kill your horse and put his head on your bed. The uh, the stable boy the stable boy walks in wearing wearing just a smoking jacket and no pants. Well, you, I thought I thought you'd left. I thought you'd got home for the night. I I, I had to pee. <laughs> What'd you do to my horse? What I did to your horse was well before they did this. <laughs> <laughs> No more details about what he did with the horse. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that we'll does make it I think that will make the movie better because yeah, yeah. it'll help people understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
so uh, so moving on in any uh, scenes moving forward, we will have some typewriter text to explain mm, what's going okay. on. Oh, so and it all we'll, piles up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it all stacks up. Mm, uh, I like we'll that. Have, uh, we'll have the stable boy <laughs> pop up and explain what's going on. <laughs> this character sticks around. <laughs> it's good. The L.A. stable boy is going to show up in Sicily. <laughs> Who did something with a horse. <laughs> yeah, because Sicily is definitely a place where you have to like, because they kind of don't give you any help. No. <laughs> with Sicily. They're just like, here he is. He's with this cool lady now. Like, what? Nope. Oh, she's dead. What? Yeah. So and what like, else would how else could we improve this film? I mean it's now uh, I'm just so, seeing all the holes. <laughs> so so speaking of of uh that woman, her name was uh Apollonia. Yes. And I was just dumbfounded at the lack of consequences for for her being blown up. Like she she dies in the car and then Michael goes back. And then they just really never speak of her again. He like immediately mm. shows up and goes to Diane Keaton, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think some time has passed, right? Right. When, yeah. When, it's, like he says that been he's been while. back for like a year when he talks yeah. to oh, yeah, Diane yeah, Keaton. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Later on, yeah. So I assume he was like mourning or something during that period. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. It's but unclear. Michael like, has emotions. even imply that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, okay. So then during, so during the big scene at the end when Mo Green and all those other guys get assassinated. And Michael's uh, godson is getting uh, baptized. Uh, I think included in there, so you should have like the hitman taking out Mo Green, taking out uh, Clemenza, taking out these guys, right? So you like show somebody go into where they're going to shoot Mo Green, and then you show a guy go to the airport, and then you show a guy getting ready to kill Clemenza, and you show a guy at the airport getting his bags checked, then you show another guy getting an assassination ready, then you show the guy in the plane reading the newspaper, and then you show another person, then you cut to the airplane landing in Sicily, then you show the other guy, and then, it keeps, and then it just has to stick with him because everybody else is fucking dead already, and then eventually he gets to like, you know, uh, Le Hotel Mafioso or whatever in Sicily, and he goes in with like two machine guns and just kills everyone. Like it's just a ridiculous. That's okay. All right. So not only not only do we need does that movie need comeuppance for the people that kill Apollonia, it also needs like a badass John Woo style gun scene because there's there's gunfights, there's gunshots in it, but it's not too exciting, right? It's like yeah, oh here's yeah. eighty G- guns and one James Con. Like that's not there's no stakes. <laughs> So, so I think the guy that goes to Sicily, they should have some sort of like bullet time <laughs> battle Ooh, in like yeah. a little Italian cafe. I like you know? that. I like that. And um, part of yeah. uh, the, the change that I am going to propose uh, okay. as part of this is I think we, I, I think we get a shot uh, where Apollonia, um, her hand is reaching out of the ground. She's rising from the dead. I think oh. she comes back. Okay. Ooh. That's mm-hmm. even better. <laughs> so she's so, going to help with the whole vengeance thing, probably. Wait, yeah, yeah. So the guy that's going on the airplane while everyone else gets assassinated, he's not going to shoot anybody. He's got the neck, like a Necronomicon with him or something <laughs> oh, yeah. like that to resurrect Apollonia. He's like yep. sending. He's like uh, Michael's. Like I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send my my best voodoo priest. What's <laughs> Diane Keaton's name again? What's her name in the movie? Okay. I'm sending my best voodoo priest. Okay, I know you don't know her. She means nothing to me. But I want to resurrect her using black magic. You know, <laughs> my finest warlock. <laughs> my uh, finest warlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I think a scene that I want to see out of this is I want to see Michael 
talking to his new uh, uh, lower level, uh, I don't know, underlings. I don't know what you call them, but uh, he's instructing Capos them. Or goons or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's, he's, this is the initial instruction to like, hey, my wife died. We have to go find the Necronomicon and we have to uh, <laughs> surrender. her. <laughs> that works. What, uh, who had we... We haven't cast Michael yet. We haven't cast any of these no, people yet. No, we need yet. a Michael. Okay. Timmy, what do you think? Uh, let's see. Well, the movie producer's not in anymore, so you're free. You want to be Michael? Sure. You can be Michael. Oh, sure, I'll be the most important character with the most lines from here on out, I guess. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, so, Andrew, you also... Uh, let's see. Uh, well, uh, Tom will probably be in this scene, right? Probably. Tom would be there, right? Yeah. But you should also be one of the the hitman guys. Wait, okay, the guy from Godfather Two is he in this one? The really cool hitman, the like guy in the black coat with the black hats. Is he in this? He's not in the first one. I don't think so. You know who I'm talking about? They, yeah, big almost. tall old guy. Anyways, I don't know. I should have watched this movie. Uh, John Wick. Huh? Yeah, John, it's John Wick. Baby Yaga. Yeah, and Andrew. Uh, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to the assassin lines, maybe whoever can talk, which is probably goes against the rules of improv because you're supposed to be have a thing to be right. But I feel like you can just shout shit out to be the different assassins, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, we can, that yeah. Oh, but, but someone should be the warlock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yes, Andrew's absolutely. already the one of the funny made up characters. So Leah, you want to be the warlock? Sure. All right. Oh, love it. And is Apollonia the warlock, or is the warlock somebody Apollonia that's going to bring Apollonia back? The yeah. warlock is going to bring Apollonia gotcha. back. Okay. Which, well, hold on now. Hold on. Because <laughs> in Italy, there is a kind of black magic called straganania. I think it's something like that, but it's. Sounds delicious. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because it's a pasta based black magic, and I'm not <laughs> fucking making this up. Hold I'm hungry when he said it. <laughs> Italian. That sounds exactly like something we would make up on the show. Yeah. I know, right? But no, okay, so there's an old kid's book by an author <sighs> named to- Tommy, Tony DiPaolo, right? And he had a mm-hmm. witch character named Stregononia. Well, I had uh, I dated a lady who was extremely Italian for a while, and she told me that that's like a thing. Hmm. Italian pasta magic Stregonona. All right, uh, trust me on this. Okay, so the magic pasta pot to produce large amounts of cooked noodles. Yeah, right. So, but that, but stregononia is that term in the Italian language. The word strega means witch, and the nana means grandmother. But I think there was an there's another type. Never mind. But there is some sort of pasta magic. So maybe we can just I'm, keep that in our heads. I'm a pasta doing warlock. Pasta magic. My name's yeah, Stregononia. Yeah. That's fine. Let's just roll with that. Pasta warlock. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> That's a good name for a shitty band. Pact of the Linguini. <laughs> um, well, okay. So where? So this should be like at the Corleone household, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, are we going? Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. I think we're going. Okay. And action. Michael. Carleone. Apostrophe. S. House. Inside. He shut the door. All right, now listen. I am going to need our very best pasta warlock. Can you... You're going to have to speak up, Sonny. I'm very old. 
What'd you say now? I said I need a good pasta warlock. And oh, you're looking at her. You're looking you're gonna, at her. You're gonna need that because your wife died, or maybe because yes. um, you're gonna get vengeance on all these guys that wronged your family. I, I just, I need a little clarification here because I'm trying to follow so I can better explain to everybody else in the room. We're gonna resurrect my wife and take vengeance. I can do that. I got a recipe for raviolis. That Are you sure you perfect. want to send her, boss? That's just an old lady. What What do your raviolis do? They're very big and very good. <laughs> so uh -huh. wait, your magic's just that you have big raviolis. No, That's... they're very good. They're very good. People eat them and they're like, it's like magic. <laughs> do you add a splash of wine in the sauce? That's a secret, but yeah, more than a splash. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so can you... Bring my dead wife back to life? Probably. She never had my raviolis before. Well, she lives in Sicily. Is that... I mean, are your raviolis Do good you enough? you she's that... dead in Sicily? You said she was dead. I'm sorry. She's dead in Sicily. She lived okay. there, and okay. now she's dead there. Yeah, I go there. I get a plane ticket, me and my raviolis. I'm in mourning. We're that was kind of a to... dick move. I'm just going to say like, that. I need, like, an extra seat for all the raviolis. So okay. wait, you're, you're gonna make the ravioli here in New York, New York, or New Jersey, or wherever you, we are. New York, we're in New York. Upstate New York. Yeah, New York, New York, upstate New York. You're gonna make the ravioli here in upstate New York, um, and then you're gonna put it on the plane, fly it to Sicily with you. It's gonna have its own seat, not gonna go in your carry-on or anything. This guy asks a lot of questions for somebody who doesn't even know where we are. I, I'm just a guy in the background. I'd like to say I really appreciate that he helps me understand what you guys are talking about. Uh, see, this is this is what I'm here for. This is why they brought me into the family after the whole stable boy incident. I feel incident. like an audience member watching you guys, and when he when he says these things, I understand more what you're talking about. I, we, okay. we all need to be on the same page. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Hard cut to uh, we are on an airplane. Right, uh, everyone is on the airplane. The pasta warlock. Plane. In air. Towards Italy. Apostrophe. S. Airspace. Italy's airspace. Can I uh, get you a drink? Um, yeah, I think my pasta's getting a little dry. Could you bring me, like, three quarts of water? Absolutely, yeah. Three quarts? Three quarts. All right, perfect. Could I just do, like, the whiner or something? Um, uh, Shoot, you want some... Do you, you have, like, do, like, a red, red or white? Or... Yeah, I'll yeah, just yeah. do the red. Cool. Yeah. All right. Is that, like, a Merlot? I don't remember the boss asking all of us to come on this plane. <laughs> do you have any more magazines? Oh, what kind of magazines would you like? Yeah, you got anything about, like, uh, harassing shopkeepers for protection money? Oh, uh, harassing shopkeepers quarterly. Yeah, of course. Ah! <laughs> we, we actually have the new issue. Okay, cut to... <laughs> other... <laughs> assassination... <laughs> seeds. <laughs> uh, these are the real ones. Then back. <laughs> uh, runway. <laughs> Sicily. 
Wait, do we need a runway scene? No, we don't need the land of the runway. No, there's a reason we're doing it this way. Okay, cut to- But then to... how will people understand that the plane landed? <laughs> hey guys, I think Wait, the plane is landing. Yeah, no, I got it, I got it. Well, we're gonna go right to the gravesite, but then he's got, Andrew's guy's gonna be there and he can tell us. Okay, cut to <laughs> Italian graveyard, Italy. Wow, this place is really funny. All the gravestones have this language I can't read on them. And <laughs> I don't know, I don't fully know where we are. I wish somebody would tell me how long it's been. Was I supposed to do that? Oh, oh wait, yeah. was I supposed to be doing time with these two? Okay, so uh, <laughs> after the plane landed, Italia graveyard, Sicily, Italy, corner of meatball and tony street ah here we are on the corner of meatball and tony it's sicily baby it's a graveyard and it's after the plane landed it's a good thing that was clarified i i was afraid today was yesterday it was always yesterday when you're as old as i am it's good to be back in the motherland. I've never been here before, but uh. All right, none of that made sense. Uh... <laughs> Stregadonia starts, or Pasta Warlock starts uh, digging up Apollonia's body with uh, with no ceremony, just starts doing it, and she uh, pulls up the corpse, which was not in a casket for some reason, and uh, pulls out an arm and a hand and a foot and a knee, because she was blown up in a car. <laughs> So yeah. this is all just kind of thrown in a sack. And she takes her mouth, the deadly Apollonia's skull mouth, and just starts shoving ravioli in it. This'll do the trick. It's weird that I had to dig up that body by myself. I'm an old lady. <laughs> Thanks for all the help. Anyway. Well, we were, we were going to help you, but then you were done. I'm just oh. here to explain what's going on. I can't really. I'm really Young not allowed to in interfere. It's the prime directive. Young people these days take no initiative. All right. Does she look alive yet? The the skull's eyes pop open and Holy the ravioli shit. stretches itself out between all the bones and connects itself and brings all the hands back together. It's like a T2000 shit. T1000. I hope my daughter didn't hear that because I don't want to spoil that movie. Anyways, it all comes back together and she like gets, and so she's like this skeleton with still with beautiful hair. And uh, she's uh, hooked together with uh, uh, like ravioli tendons. <laughs> oh God, what have we done? Okay, I didn't, actually, I didn't actually think that was gonna work. Oh God. Um, <laughs> and the corpse looks at Michael and purses her lips and looks him right in the eyes and goes, <laughs> Hey baby, uh, you're looking great. Um, very, very attractive, very delicious. Um, you know what? I was thinking maybe now that I have my life back in New York, uh, we should start seeing other people probably. Uh, yeah, this isn't working for me. Yeah, but you said all that stuff about coming back here so you could be reunited with your dead wife and... Yeah. I, no, I don't think that's gonna work for me now all right well i'm just gonna i'm gonna have to get out my script here and make some changes <laughs> i had a whole thing planned where you guys fall in love again but uh do we shoot her or what do we do cut to 
Bedroom. Near graveyard. Get ready. That's going to be gross. The Andrew script guy is standing next to a bed and waving a gutter out. And Michael is on top of the ravioli sinew corpse. I'm going to stir that pasta. I'm going to stir that pasta. <laughs> I didn't write any of this down. I, um, could you just Shut like, up. let me do this. Shut up. And before he even knows that he's already done, Michael goes, ow, and a bunch of spoon shoots everywhere. And it kind of covers the skeleton in a crust. So now she's got like a dried semen armor uh, around her bones. Now that's what I call Parmesan. <laughs> she now has the power. Or, she now has the power of ravioli and semen. Scene. Scene. <laughs> and then, wow. Uh, uh, so what, what do we do next? <laughs> wow. Holy shit. <laughs> well, we got everything in. I think. <laughs> uh, do we have another change? Anybody? <clears throat> I have well, one, uh, but yeah. I don't know that it's um, that it really like goes along with all of this. But what I had, well, I had an idea about dead wives, but I don't think it it, it goes oh. well with the dead wife uh, story that we've that we've done so far. She's but, still dead. It's fine. No, I was going to make more of them, but more dead oh, wives. Yeah, more dead wives. I thought like maybe like Michael would just sort of use them to like deflect assassination attempts, and he would just constantly get married just to have his wives <laughs> killed off instead of him. That's um, really just fun. a strategy. <laughs> Uh, but I do think like um, going back to like the way the movie starts um, with people going to ask Vito for favors at his daughter's wedding I was thinking like because that's such a trope that's like used in other things like what if like people felt like obligated like they had to ask for something even if they couldn't really think of anything or like <laughs> like like this is really the only time you could ask for favors and so like right. you didn't want to waste it so I think I would like to see just like maybe some snapshots of like people asking him for absolutely arbitrary right. nonsense mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I like that I think that's really funny so uh we're gonna need Vito we don't have a cast Vito yet can mm. I do it yeah. Yep. yeah absolutely okay. again. <laughs> so really we just need to have like different people asking for favors he doesn't need to have his buddies with him for this right yeah, yeah. i think maybe we can just do like why don't we just do three short scenes one yeah. and e each one of us will come to veto asking for something right each of you could just kind of i'm not going to tell you who you are you guys can figure that out because it'll be part of what makes it funny okay so uh first got to prep for this so I got this black licorice uh, one here. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, are you going to stick something in your mouth? Oh, my God. It's amazing. Perfect. Perfect. It <laughs> <laughs> actually sounds like him. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. Ready? Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, action. D Vito Corleone sits alone in his smoky, shadowy study. Yeah, you can bring in the first person. I, hey, listen, I just want to, since we're at a wedding, I gotta do a favor for absolutely every single person who's out there, whether they're just serving the cake or my own daughter. I gotta do favors for everybody. So, uh, uh, boys, just grab some, someone and push them in here. Thank you. Sure, boss. The first guest gets pushed into the room. Anybody? Oh. Oh, uh, oh, oh, hey, hi. Uh, oh. I wasn't... Uh, hi, uh, hello, Vito. What if you, uh, uh, you kiss your godfather's fingers? Is that that's what we do? Oh okay, yeah, this is my first is time. I'm just do I kiss each one individually or? Uh, you know, it's uh, 
Yes. The thumb, too? Please, or... especially the thumb. Okay, yep. Just... It's the only way I can really get my favors to completion. Gotcha. What? Wait. No, I won't ask any more questions, actually. Don't worry about it. Forget about it. So, uh, this is my first time, um, they said that I should ask you a favor, and that I had to ask you a favor, um, and so, I'm not vamping for time or anything, like, Mm -hmm. I have one in mind, I just wanted to make sure and be, like, really polite before I asked you for it, uh, but what I was thinking was, like, maybe, I don't know, like, you could, uh, my coffee maker broke at home, and I was wondering, like, could you, like, I don't know, fix it? You got me. You you broke your coffee maker. And who, who who's the who's the disrespectful monster that broke this coffee maker for you? It was um, so it was my wife. Um, it was your wife. Yeah. And What's I think it was favorite? an accident. Honestly, I think it, it was, was an, an accident. accident. Yeah, I've also conducted several accidents. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what's your wife's favorite pet? Oh, she absolutely loves her goldfish. Goldie the goldfish, yeah. So, uh, if I do this favor, I'll do this favor for you. I will, I will kill your, your wife's goldfish. What? Also, also cut off her right pinky. And, uh, it just seems like necessary here. And, and I will do this favor for you to have revenge on your coffee maker. I, you know, oh, yes. Okay. And the coffee maker will just continue to be broken then or and, and we, we we will uh, we will have Tom steal a truck full of coffee makers Tom have some guys Tom's gonna have the coffee maker a truck full of them stolen so you will have a, a wife with nine fingers a dead goldfish and 84 coffee makers 84 this coffee is, makers this is my favor to you as a god follow oh my gosh you, you really you're just like they say. You just, wow. It's just like I say, because no one can understand me. Thank you so much. Thank hey, you welcome. so much. You're welcome. Again, right, that guy's a person. Push in the next person, please. <laughs> Forgive me, Godfather, for I have sinned. That's not what this is. Oh. Uh, are you are you looking are you looking for a church? This is not a church. Although, I mean, we're very, we're all extremely Catholic. It's weird, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was just habit. Um, so you, this is... you're here to make this written for terrible, terrible favor. That's right. Jabba, 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 favor. Favor. So, um, okay. Uh, Godfather, I, I come to you to ask if, if... You know, you know my daughter. I ca- I care about my daughter more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, she uh, she's playing soccer this year in school, mm-hmm. and she's just bad. She's so bad mm-hmm. at soccer. She's really bad at it, who, but she loves who, it. Who are these animals that make him bad at soccer? Well, it's just just the rest of her team is a lot better than her. The team is better than who? These team members, the the other girls. Yeah, yeah, the other eighth grade girls. Okay, Luca, Luca, okay, so Luca's gonna cut off his own legs and the legs of several, about eleven of uh, other other toughest, uh, toughest uh, hitmen, 
and they're gonna pose as another team of little girls for the soccer game and then they're going to go to the soccer game and they're going to break the kneecaps of all the other little girls but in a way so that they think they're fine later but that their skills are just extremely reduced and then your daughter your daughter will be the star of the soccer team that that would be perfect okay just like just like the monsters with the basketball players that'd be great I don't watch films Mm. I read books I don't read books either it's too dark in here but I like to put fruit in my mouth I'll do that I I can see that yes Um, right Okay, this well, is th- thank this you is so what much. you wanted, right? You wanted me to uh, deform half of my personal contingent of army guards, and then uh, hurt little girls. This is what you came in here to ask me to do. If, if, if that's cool, if not, uh, you could probably just. I think it's cool. I, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll do that then. I can kiss all of my fingers. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I can taste that fruit. Oranges. I hope I never have a heart attack while having an orange. Should I send Did the next person in? Or? That black licorice produces saliva. I'm <laughs> having a tough time. <laughs> I had to chew on a little bit. I'll send in the next one. Thank you, Godfather. Thank you. Forgive me, Godfather, for I have sinned. No, no. The, the other guy, did he tell you to do that? Did he tell? He did. He said it'd be really funny. Oh. It was. It was very funny. I'm glad that you did that joke for me. Oh, good. I thought I'm you were... I'm your godfather. You're at my wedding. No, you're not. You're at my daughter's wedding. And so you have to ask me for a favor, and I have to do it. Oh, thank and it you. better... Listen. Listen to me. It has to be very, very violent. Well... And cinematic. Preferably. I actually listened to their favors, and they were not violent at all, but I have... Mine actually is violent. Um, mm. So my boss's horse has been making these passes at me. Mm. Um... And I'm not really ready for anything serious, so I was hoping you could cut its head off and just put it on its bed or something. Okay. I don't think, uh, I think it's, uh, I can't believe that you, I invite you to my daughter's wedding and you have the stones to come in here and suggest that I would mutilate an animal like that. You said you would. (laughs) I would never cut the head off a horse. I said I would kill the goldfish. I wasn't gonna. Wasn't gonna fucking. I'm not fucking. uh, Leather face. I'm orange face. There's a difference. Well, maybe I'm just misunderstanding what you do because you're gonna. Here's what I do in your situation. Surely there's a reason you feel not ready for a relationship. So I'm gonna track down your last six ex girlfriends. And we're gonna we're gonna tie them to a rock, and we're gonna shoot the rock at the moon, and then we're gonna kill your boss so that you and the horse can have this beautiful relationship together without worrying about being judged. This is what I do for you as your girlfather. I'll be you honest. That makes it that makes it feel a lot better for me. That I feel I'm ready to make love to this horse. I and think. don't forget to come to my family's grocery store. Well, we have horse-sized condoms. Or condoms for going inside of a horse. Whichever way you end up uh, handling that situation. 
Oh, good. My last, actually, one of my exes is a horse, so I do have experience with that. And re- okay. regular Trojans, they just snap right in half. I know I told the last guy I don't watch movies, but uh, that documentary Zoo, I think you should check that out. I'll check it out. I'll look. I'll look into it. Godfather, thank you. Thank you very you much. Kiss every finger. All right. Do I just like put each one all the way in my mouth, or yeah, you know, you stick them out lo- really straight. Yeah, you know, suck them <laughs> like you're in one of those early '90s Madonna erotic thrillers. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's like thank a prayer. You. It's like a prayer. This is a body of evidence joke, but you could just reference the music videos if you're fucking an illiterate dolt. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> oh, my God. I felt like you were oh, uh, speaking Huddies at certain <laughs> parts. Of I was going to reference that at one point. But... I was going to say, like, wait. Because Coppola and George Lucas are friends. was like, job of the Hutt is like little fucking <laughs> pinch at uh, Godfather? <laughs> Jibo grabo dibo solo. There are some similarities. <laughs> yes, Godfather. Star Wars is like, yeah. Well, but look at look at Bib Fortuna and Tom. Mm-hmm. Bib Fortuna, you know, the guy person. with the white yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same guy. This is the same guy. Star Wars and Godfather are basically the same movie. Yeah, Luca Great. Brasi so, is just like two of those green pig guys put together. Also, a Godfather trilogy. is Star Wars, and I think that's where we landed on. Good job, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we did it. <laughs> we did it. Hey, may the force be with you. <laughs> uh, I think there might have been a, an okay impression in there at some point, but it was yeah, mostly yeah. just licorice. <laughs> the licorice made it like really sound. It was accurate. <laughs> like, <I> yeah. <laughs> What I, okay, but we're all on video, so I think that helps. I kind of mm. feel, I wonder if people just listening to this as audio is just like, what is that fucking sound? <laughs> That's true. They'll let us know. Yeah, I guess we'll see. The cheeks help. I don't know. I don't know, Leah. People on the internet rarely let let other people know what they think about things. <laughs> well, yeah, what internet are you on? I want to join it's that one. It's pretty quiet out there. Right. <laughs> How I get on the internet is I unplug my computer. <laughs> Turn off everything and just punch myself in the face <laughs> until I fall asleep. Okay, I've got uh, all the licorice down. Does that mean right. we're done? I think so. Are there any other scenes we want to see? <sighs> I think I th- we're. I'm satisfied. Right. <laughs> see, I, so, I really liked a lot of the scenes we did. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was really funny, you guys. Okay. I think we. I think you did a great job. Yeah, I think I, it was I think fun. We did it. I, so I'll now, come do it again sometime. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so now we've got a movie with. A uh, stable boy who explains everything that's going on. We've got mm-hmm. a pasta warlock who brings Apollonia back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Apollonia, uh, unspeakable horrors going on on screen there. Uh, we've got people asking the Godfather for random favors. And did I forget anything else? I uh, just come armor. Yeah, come armor. Yeah. Was that the unspeakable yeah. horror that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The come horror. Okay, the that's an unspeakable horror. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's watch the trailer for this movie, and we'll be back.
Coming this summer. A movie with horses. Hey, don't touch that. That's worth more than your life. Uh, I, I didn't mean anything by it. I, I thought maybe this guy was going to take the head, so I just wanted to pet the horse because he would take the head because you're not letting Johnny Fontaine be in your movie who he's here to talk about. The head's the most expensive part. Don't touch that. <laughs> A movie with offers. What kind of offer? It'd have to be an offer I couldn't refuse or else I'd refuse it. A movie with pasta black magic. All right, now listen. I am going to need our very best pasta warlock. Y- Can you- you're going to have to speak up, Sonny. I'm very old. What'd you say now? I said I need a good pasta warlock. The and best. Oh, you're looking at her. You're looking you're gonna, at her. You're going to need that because your wife died or maybe because yes. um, you're going to get vengeance on all these guys that wronged your family. I, I just... I need a little clarification here because I'm trying to follow so I can better explain to everybody else in the room. We're going to resurrect my wife and take vengeance. I can do that. I got a recipe for raviolis. <laughs> Are you sure you perfect. want to send her boss? That's just an old lady. A movie with love. <laughs> hey, baby. Uh, you're looking great. Uh, yeah, very, very attractive, very delicious. Um, you know what? I was thinking maybe now that I have my life back in New York, uh, we should start seeing other people probably. A movie with cum armor. She now has the power of ravioli and semen. A movie with favors. You can bring in the first person. I, hey, listen, I just want to, since we're at a wedding, I got to do a favor for absolutely every single person who's out there, whether they're just serving the cake or my own daughter. I got to do favors for everybody. So, uh, uh, boys, just grab some, someone and push them in here. Thank you. Sure, boss. <laughs> the Godfather. What'd you do to my horse? What I did to your horse was well before they did this. Wow, what a trailer. That changed my life. Absolutely loved it. Me come too. armor. Right? Come armor. Yeah, come armor. Come armor. That was a huge focus. <laughs> I'd say, I, in my mind, everyone in the movie is wearing come armor. By the end, the whole definitely. Time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've mm-hmm, realized mm-hmm. that it's like the strongest armor. That... Well, the last scene we did... <laughs> Yeah, everyone's wearing cum armor when they walk into the Godfather's. <laughs> yeah, he's just covered. He's just dripping when they walk in. That's what we forgot to say. Yeah, yeah. You said it. You like all my cum on my face. All right. <laughs> it changes. It changes the restaurant scene. Uh, the shooting because <laughs> now the the police chief and the other guy have cum all over them. <laughs> they live. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Timmy, thanks so much for joining us this week. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug, tell people about? Yes. Uh, uh, if you're hearing this, thank you. Uh, so I'm from a group called The Whitest Kids You Know, and we reassembled uh, a couple years ago to just uh, crowdfund an animated film. And that animated film uh, is just about done. But uh, 
we we were on Twitch in order to you know convince people to give us money, and we're still streaming. Excuse me. That's a licorice-based hiccup. We're still streaming <laughs> on Twitch all the time, even even though even after the movie's funded completely, we'll probably still keep twitching. So you go to uh, uh, twitch.tv slash official WKUK. We have uh, talk shows. I do a cooking show. Obviously, lots of video game stuff. Sam does a show called The Muscle Show, and I still don't know what it is. But um, <laughs> uh, he and uh, Darren tried to have a stock show at one point, like like literally about stocks. So... Uh, I, I do a cooking show, uh, Zach. Anyways, we do a bunch of stuff on there, and that's fun. You can also check out our – we have two YouTube channels. There's YouTube uh, – there's official WKK on there, which is remastered sketches uh, and us talking like recent commentary for the sketches, video commentary. And then also WKUK VODs is uh, all those Twitch things. If you don't catch them live, they all go up as full videos on YouTube. So you don't oh, – nice. so you can just find them right there. So if you feel like watching us just go um for two hours, there's lots of lots of options. <laughs> that's it for right now. That's what we got. Well, and then look out for Mars because that's the name of the movie and it'll eventually come out. It's be an animated film and hopefully it should be going to festivals starting uh, early next year. So super exciting. Yeah, very excited. Me and my, my daughter has a line and we recorded our lines right here in my house. So oh, awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, if you enjoyed the show, you can find us on social media at Better Movie Club. Uh, that's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Austin Wyford on Twitter. Um, Farley, what you got going on? Um, you can email me at Farley at Beans.Business, and that is the only place I can be reached. <laughs> that doesn't sound real. <laughs> it is, though. Interesting. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it used to be SnakeBaby.net. I like that. Uh, you can follow me yeah. on, on Twitter at where he tweets. Uh, you can go to leahclap.com. It redirects to Pornhub. Um, <laughs> I think that's it for me. <laughs> Please tell me that's real too. It is. Yeah. Yep. Another, uh, yep. That's another one of we my We used doings. to talk about trying to like see if Pornhub would let us like just do our stream like talk shows there. <laughs> it would just be so funny. It's like there's no there's no sexy stuff. It's just us kind of talking about our show and making fun of each other. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's no reason Anyways. I would know this, but there was at one point a trend of Minecraft Let's Plays getting uploaded to Pornhub. That's so it great. Was so funny. <laughs> well, because Pornhub has yeah. a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like when uh, when there's that big blizzard hit, uh, was it Boston, of uh, maybe five, six years ago? They uh, they sponsored a bunch of plows and they put their logo on the plows. It's like, get plowed by Pornhub. You know? <laughs> Something like that. They do stuff like that all the time. On April Fool's Day one year, they were Cornhub. I heard that anyways. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard about it. Um, thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank this you. This was great. Yeah, this was a blast. <laughs> do we know what we're doing next week? You have to pick, Austin. I pick. have to pick? Yeah. All right. Uh, next week, we are doing the uh, classic film, Cats and Dogs. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> From my childhood. <laughs> wow. Perfect. Very excited All for right. that. See you next uh, week. Yep. Yeah. Cut. Bye. Bye.